By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there will be no apologies given for the ridiculous and random comments made by your host and their guests. Thank you for listening and enjoy the experience. Hey, Kelsey, what is today? Monday. And what does that mean? Besides me testing somebody right now, podcasting. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're podcasting, and this is episode number 16 of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captions at? at? Where them captions at? at? Yeah, where, where them captions at? Uh, where they at? Ow, where, mm, where, where they at? Got where? a question for you. Where them captions at? I need to see subtitles. Where them captions at? Where them captions at? I'm getting dapper. Flapper coming in now, you atters, because that's what we call escapees. But this yo, what the captions acne, like acne, lad, we getting this shit popping. Guess what? I beat you with a crowbar like you're fucking Robin. Jason Todd with it, beat you with a black ride with it, coming down, tied with it, because something's fucking fishy. You're yes, as always, this is yo, what the captions at the most ridiculously. Random podcast in the 719. And I'm yours truly, Kels for Show, aka Black Pope, aka Sean John the First. And joining me always is my bro host with the most. You know who it is, Roscoe, aka Black Craig. Mm-hmm. You know these streets ain't ready mm-hmm. for the young boy out here. And also joining us today is always our man behind the scene. He might be the Darren. He is the Darren of the squad. Because he wanted to get out the game. He does things he that he may feel Jay, like we don't accept, but we stuff. love him for it. Because we brothers. We love you, bro. Yes, our brown bro for show. None other than Daniel. Rojas. I'm actually more of a Darren from Bewitched. Oh, white man, white man, yes. And joining us today on this episode is none other. If you listen to Escaping Podcast, you might have seen her on my snaps rambling because she has to be in a picture. I don't know why, but maybe that's why we're friends. But it's none other, none other than Baby Smurf herself, Holly to the Davis. Hallsworth here, just little Smurf in action. Word. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Exquisite. Oh. Oh. Can I say mm. fantabulous? Fantabulistic? Mmm. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Three cools for each personality that I have. Word. Oh, the appropriation of my mental disorder is so Baby, so baby, baby. Oh, you got it right. Because guess what? We're human beings and we all go through shit in our lives. And welcome, guys, back to another episode of this shit. And if by this shit, you know we talking about this shit. And of course, if you're a first-time listener, we always like to start off this show with a segment called Yo, What's Poppin'? When we'll we get into yep, when we get um, into these headlines from the world of pop culture and geekdom. And here we go. Ben Affleck. Guess what? Batflat. A lot of people were shitting on his Batman portrayal because he never got a whole movie to define his Bruce Wayne and his Batman as a character. Guess what, Ross, is happening? Oh, baby, I've seen it, and I know what's what. The latest rumors that people are... These are rumors. Don't say this is truth, but they come from reliable sources. True reliable sources. We will see, potentially, more likely than other, Ben Affleck back as Batman via, via HBO series, also, and maybe his own movies in the DCU. DCEU furthering his portrayal of the Cape Crusader. Question though, 
Are they going to do the series based off of what they were trying to do the movie, which is the Arkham Asylum joint? Answer, we don't know, because this is all speculation. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't but wait. if they do, if they were smart, wink, wink. They should do it. They because do that's it. a low-key, each episode could be a good set placement of each villain in Gotham. And we could literally just, like, and if it's good enough and they actually give us the movie, we already got all the villains already introduced. And as Kite Man would say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Holly, do you have a favorite Batman? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. I'm kind of um, favorite to Heath Ledger. He just, I think. His Joker. Oh, that's Joker? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. Like, no, so that we can means, always talk about Heath Ledger. Yeah, like, Heath Ledger's cool. Joker is great. I oh, mean, yeah. Duh. But he's not, he's not my Joker, but. He's my second Joker. Oh, um, I like the old school Batmans from like the 90, 90s and 80s. So Michael so Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that because there was actually a... Bat- that was my Batman. Yeah, that was a Batman marathon on AMC, AMC this, this weekend. This weekend. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, Literally, yeah. Actually, yesterday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was back They replayed back. it back Saturday. It started debut Saturday, but when we went back to the bar, they had it rerunning again, the whole marathon, which was Batman, Batman Returns. In the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Oh well, no, no, I'm sorry, not to cut you up. Just the first Batman, Batman Begins. I thought they. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, they only did Batman Begins. My fault. Word. <laughs> <laughs> also, since we already started with DC, I'm gonna go into some other um, news related to that comic brand, Star Girl. Oh my Season two. God. Oh, they confirmed it already. And guess what? Since the DCU app is going under, it's about to be canceled. This closed, y'all. Guess so. where season two's coming directly? Not HBO Max, guys, but the CW. Wait, so yes. it's not going? We're not getting it on the nope. HBO Max. Which, nope. Y'all some bitches. Yes. So y'all gonna discontinue D- the DC universe, right? Even though everything from the DC universe is going to HBO Max, right? But Chet Chow ain't gonna give us season two a day before right. CW on HBO Max. You got it. Oh, y'all some bitches. And what's even more interesting, that is not gonna be initially part of the Arrowverse. But then again, it doesn't need to be because we all know it's thanks not to cri- that yeah, thanks and to Crisis, all the Earths are connected in connected to the in multiverse. some type of form. But yeah. Chet, I will say thanks to Crisis, we don't technically. That's the only reason why I gotta give Star Girl props is like. Yes, it's a CWDC show, but it's not in the CWDC Arrowverse. Exactly. And it really works. I'm going to be honest. This already probably shown, but episode four, our episode titled Wildcat, might have been the most wildest thing that I probably would have said beyond DC. Since it's been out now, spoiler alert, teens, they actually have a teen chick. Taking news for her teen boyfriend. Yep. And they show it. And it's being known that kids on... It's being shown on CW. So I did not know they were going to go that poignant into sending out news as kids. And how it actually happens as a kid. Like, hey girl, I just want to see you. Word. And what's also fascinating about this shit, like... Some people criticize um, the CW era versus being uh, YA-ish, young adult-ish. Stargirl is YYA. It's the young, young, it's the kid, teenage, high school shit that the CW started their brand on. But now they lean towards young, 
or I didn't more, say young adults, it's not like even the young middle adults, age adults, like adults that it's the adult age period right before you hit the thirties. Like I'm the I'm in the club drinking because I'm twenty one. See, yeah. they started with some high school romanticism, they vampires and shit like that. that. Exactly, but now like now they're all grown as adults with fucking mortgages and taxes and like. Yo, I didn't do that shit. There was no camera, so don't sit here and just like, yo, fuck up my whole reputation type shit. Oliver Queen. (laughs) (laughs) And also, boom, because everything's in development right now. So the latest um, projects from DC that are in development are movies, quote unquote, or have scripts being prepared to feature Zantana. Yeah, her, the magical shorty from the DC universe with the top hat and the fishnets, all that. Zatanna's father, Zatara. Yeah. Get to her with these magical abilities. And if you watch DC Superhero Girls from Metropolis High Cartoon on Netflix, which I do re- religiously, there's a whole story arc about that, how she believed her father was just a normal magician, but then you also found out, like, no, that nigga got magical powers. She's getting a movie, quote-unquote, in the worst. And also, your favorite... Golf Titan, none other than oh, after you are Zentos spitting Raven, also has a quote unquote movie in development as well. This may be a part of JJ Abrams' Justice League Dark Universe because they all are magical characters. That's not said to be concrete, so it's a possibility since the two are both magical females. And it only makes sense if you're already working on that cornerstone of the DC Universe, they have some parts in that shit. So hopefully that does happen because Zatanna is low-key a fave because, you know, visually, aesthetically, she's appealing. And Raven is definitely my one of my favorite Titans. It's her and Starfire, like, one and one Normally I would go with Cyborg because he's black, but right now sometimes, you know, half black lives don't matter. So it's like, yo, I got to go with the dark ones. I always got to rep Beast Boy. Beast. You are so Garth, nigga. Ew. You are Garth. Ew. I'm Garth. Ew. But you Garth. Ooh. On a real you want to be green so bad? <laughs> I, I, Look at me. I'm a sexy cat. Literally. Are you Abed in season six? I'm Abed or Troy. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. It depends on the day. Cool, Jeff. Because right now, we could be like here, but... Uh-uh. <laughs> Chain. Uh, <laughs> and... Yeah, just to slip off from DC news and go to our regular old wrestling news. Uh, some turnbuckle talk. Some turnbuckle talk, as they will say. Congratulations to Sarah Logan and Eric from the Viking Raiders for mm. confirming today that they are expecting a child. As well as currently, for those that are watching WWE, Rey Mysterio is not technically contracted with WWE. He is still finishing the feud with Seth Rollins, but don't be surprised if he ends up anywhere else the next week or a few days later on a new promotion because he's working basically helping WWE out for free. (laughs) What else? And one great legend has confirmed and technically retired for the moment being The Undertaker. Don't know. Anything is possible. He said he could always come back. Saudi Arabia then dropped all that big bucks on WWE. R.I.P. So to the dead, man. He could always come back to a Saudi Arabia nice. show. 
But yes, the Boneyard match has been technically confirmed as his final match. And mm. yes, if y'all have the WWE Network, they have a free section, which they've been promoting. Well, under low, low-key, most places have been saying that WWE Network will have a free section. But they do now currently have a free section for content to watch. Don't know when this last ride documentary, five-part documentary based around The Undertaker is going to be on that free section. But if y'all have the network, y'all can watch it. They tried to do a last ride, a last dance like Jordan. I'm going to be honest. I haven't tried it low-key. Don't really care about Undertaker's last match. Because it was butt? Because technically his last match was supposed to be when he lost to Brock Lesnar. Which it should have been. But I also came to find out he wasn't even supposed to lose to Brock Lesnar that match. It was just that old age, and they literally brought, fucked him up enough in the wrestling match that he was too tired to technically not kick out. So that's why, actually, all those reactions are genuine, even Paul Heyman's, because the real results was Taker was supposed to take out Brock. What else? That'll be all right now with this. Also, I will have to congratulate the young boy, Kelsey, with my first pro wrestling TT shirt. He don't know nothing about no Chase Owens, but he know about that Bullet Club that and got me the what? crown. I jewel. might know something, but I know something about swag. Boy, baby. Now that Kelsey didn't got me this Chase Owens shirt, I'm gonna have to show him about this nigga Chase Owens a little bit. Yo, word, yeah. Mm mm And you speak about the Undertaker. One of his uh, monikers is the Dead Man. And Holly has a photo of a lot of horror movie characters on her wall. Some of them are dead men. Some people have made them dead men. And one of those figures on that, no, I think two figures on that were the aliens and the xenomorph and the predators. Is that correct, Holly? All three of them are on there. It's the last supper of the horror icons. Exactly. And that shit's low-key dope. And I bring Thank that you. up. Oh, Thank you. You're welcome. Like I always tell you, that shit's dope. And um, like I bring that up because Aliens and Predators were um, owned by Fox. And since Disney now owns all Fox properties, Aliens and Predator are officially about to become part of Marvel comic books. Not necessarily saying you're going to start seeing Captain America in flashbacks talking about how he fought a Predator and he gave the Predator the shield and XYZ. That's when you learn his storing technique. But... That could be a possibility. So that's also fascinating because now I need a Wolverine versus Predator series. So I need... I'm not about Ross, but I'm saying like in Guardian Galaxy 3, that means we might have a scene where Rocky Raccoon and Groot at a bar and next thing you look over and it's the Predator right there. He didn't know it was a Predator and the Predator reclosed and be like, like... Yo, I thought my mouth was ugly. Some shit like that. So on a quick question though, so are they? So basically, they're doing the same thing like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's producing the comic book universe, yes. Yes. but yet it's they can still separate them from the universe. Exactly. But if they want to, they can bring it in. Exactly. For all I know, it's, it's going to be separate. But they might. Damn! So I think Disney about- out here giving them all. Disney giving Marvel Comics all the books because technically Nigga. Disney don't own Marvel Comics. Nigga, check this out. First off. They, because now that you said that, they even cross over in a whole universe with Star Wars and Marvel, because they could do a whole separate universe when they intersect. Then you could do a whole universe where Marvel and the Predator aliens intersect. Then you could do a whole universe where, where all Star three Wars aliens, Predator, and Marvel intersect. And then, nigga, Kingdom Hearts 5? 
If we get aliens they and predators, could give us aliens and predators and, and Kingdom Hearts Five and Skywalker, well Skywalkers. We could get a lightsabers. We could get a lightsaber mm. keyblade. Mm. We could get a, that nigga Sora pull up like. Vroom. <laughs> I never even thought about that, nigga. I didn't until right now. That's the power of reality. Oh you make it and what it all, is. And while you're saying that Disney might give us a lot, it's supposed to give us a live action either movie or TV show of Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. So they could literally give us an Easter egg of a Xenomorph, our lightsaber, our Baby Yoda in these live actions. Fredito. Oh, Ooh. that's a callback. The ballet. Yeah, you know I had to call back for Fredito. It's a toss up like a salad. For those that don't know, escaping <laughs> podcasts out here. Yeah. yeah, so that shit's dope. Like, out of the two, Holly, um, Ellen's a predator. Do you fancy one more than the other, or are you like indifferent? Predator for sure. I think, I don't know. Aliens more not my style, but. I literally still have nightmares to this day about the motherfuckers. Both of them, or? No, just aliens. Like, Loki, that's why I don't like being outside at night. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> nah, for real, like. I hope they I hope the aliens take me. It's fucking 2020. <laughs> Fuck this shit. You don't Just like your butthole then. Yeah. This is the first place they go. <laughs> Straight up the bum. <laughs> it's fine with me if they just take me out of this fucking world. And speaking of getting there, just um dudes or whatever that was supposed to mean, guys. My apologies. <laughs> if you recall a few months, there was a a white woman. Uh they might refer to her, her as Central Park Becky. She has officially been charged with falsifying a crime for calling the cops upon that um, black individual. His name escapes me right now. Escapes me right now. But he also used to write for uh, Marvel. He was like bird watching. If you have, if you listen to this, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the story. But now she's actually being charged, and all I gotta say is cool. Not just because it's a black white thing. It's just a wrong and a right. Because I can take race out of a lot of things. And that's just wrong. Even when you call and falsify information about somebody just because you're doing it for some hee-hee, ha-ha shit, that's wrong. These cops are also on their job. Their job is to come here and right wrongs and um, serve and protect. But when you're wasting their time for shit that has nothing to do with them, that shit that could be done specifically if you just obeyed the rules and took your privilege out of the situation they shouldn't have to be there and I'm glad that she got charged like she should have known better she should do better and hopefully this starts going to the minds of other people not white black or people in general if there's not an issue do not call the police you wouldn't call the fire department to your crib because you burnt some popcorn don't call the police to a situation that you really don't need them to be involved in. Because not making this a whole BLM thing, but guess what? Cops kill people all the time. And sometimes these individuals might want to just pop off that day. And guess what? They might just pop off on somebody, man, woman, female, or child, which we see happen, just because, eh, I can. So we could also limit, eliminate some of these deaths by taking responsibility upon ourselves and realizing the power that we have when we make these type of calls. And that's all I had to say about that. 
If anybody else has something to chime in, we, we, we can do I that. chime in on that? Of course you can. You um, voice, I agree you. with that because I read some comments today about the girl and how there were some people like, well, he was threatening her, and she, I mean, she's alone in a forest, and which Central Park is a big ass motherfucking area. In some areas, you're gonna be alone in some places, but in that video, you could see people to the left, to the right, behind, and it's like she wasn't fucking alone. She's scared because just a fucking black man was coming up on her. That's the problem. We should never be scared that just a black person is coming up on us as a white woman. I am. That's not what we should wait, do. Wait, wait, you are? I am. But like, unlike Ross, I see things, but I don't see color. But that's what I'm saying. I'm exactly saying that is we shouldn't see color. Like I shouldn't when I'm like walking down the street, I shouldn't be like, oh, fuck, there's a black man walking behind me. Why would I ever be fucking scared of that? I should be, you know, if they're making me feel threatened, whether they're white, black, any color, you should know when you feel threatened. That's because people should have their guard on. But it shouldn't be because of their color. Exactly. And she was bringing color into it when she made that fucking phone call is all I have to say. And the sad part about it is she brought color into a situation where he said, as well as it's in the Central Park, your dog has to be on a leash in that area. Reason being, the dogs are fucking up the plants and everything in that area and they want to preserve that area plants and all that. So, like, all he did was just say, don't need to do this. And then when also, she also wanted to feel some type of way at the fact that he had tips and tricks of trying to allure the dog away from the plants by giving them dog treats. So, she's getting mad at the fact that he's also trying to save what's being preserved by doing necessary things of saving it and she felt obligated that due to how she is and how nobody's ever came and gave her ish about it but when this one person does she has to go into this irate feeling about it and it literally doesn't make sense it's just unfortunate that race even had to bring a part of like it could have been a conversation between another white person and another white person or another Black person, another black person, but she's the one that had to bring race into it, and it's made it a whole controversial thing on nationwide. And the sad part is, usually it's a white person trying to alarm a black person or somebody else. Like, your dog's supposed to be on a leash. And the fact that it happened to be somebody else of color, somebody else that isn't white, to inform her that she felt obligated to be like, no, I can do what I want. It's this park, but she's like, no, you can't. This area in like, I want to say that area in like a good 15 yards. I don't know. But like a good portion of that park area that she was in was all literally a leech only area with your dogs exactly. and you could get fined for it. And maybe that's all he was upset about is because maybe his dog got like attacked at it's some point even... for an unleashed dog no. and he was nervous about his own dog. All I want to say is that if Kevin McAllister can make it through Central Park at night and still get to meet a nice pigeon lady, then this lady in the daytime shouldn't have been freaked out about some guy who was telling her to release your dog. Amen! Yeah. Yes! But, 
She might not have been smarter than Kevin um, McAllister because I'm not saying she's not smart because she's a woman, but he was already prepared on some Batman, Indiana Jones type level shit. So she just didn't have the the wherewithal to have um, Doomsday's prep traps at her crib like him. So maybe that might have been the thing. You're too. taking it somewhere. Like he, I, I I always I, I always say, I always take it somewhere else, baby. This is what I do. Have uh, you not had a conversation with me? <laughs> too, too many conversations, I think. Oh, oh, my voice has been heard a little, what, too long? Mm. Mm. Nigger lips need to be quiet. (laughs) Speaking of Negro lips, YWDCA is the official Spotify playlist for Yo Where The Caps Is At. So if you aren't following the playlist, do that shit now because we updated um of course, always weekly we update the playlist so you can listen to our songs that we're vibing out to right now. And one of the songs we listen to is um, Kanye's latest single, "Blood in the Wa- Oh No, Washes in the Blood." Washes in the Blood. He's also on a new Ty Dolla Sign called "Death to Ego," which I have wrote a whole song about Ooh. killing the ego. But Ooh. ego also stands for everybody got one. You're ego. Everybody got one because we all have an ego. That's You're. that Freudian shit in me. Or that Pavlovian effect where you have the dog trained like bell treat, bell treat, bell treat, the saliva comes. There's a bell, no treat, but the dog still salavas. He still spits his shit. No, 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 no. Keep that in. 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 It's what hey, sometimes. Nobody's perfect in life. We all fuck up. And that's the beauty of having a podcast. Because if I want y'all to hear how dumb and ridiculous we get, that's because y'all want to hear this dumb and ridiculous shit. And that's the basis of Yo, Where the Captures That that I do with my best friend, Ross. Because y'all ask to hear us. Hello, this shit Here and there. And guess what? You get to hear this shit. And also, R.P. to Pop Smoke, his new album drop. And low-key, that that shit's hitting. Me and Kelsey. Literally, Kelsey just wanted to play one track. Next thing you know, we seven tries in and realizing we need to go to sleep, but yet we don't because it's Pop Smoke popping. Pop Smoke is out here. He popping. When I ain't going to front. I'm a New York hip-hop kid. I listen to a few Pop Smoke, the but hip-hop. Is the hip-hop I'm not going to lie. When they all said that this Pop Smoke was going to be the banger, they meant it. Oh, I got something for you. Talking to my one of my young homies I work with. What the young homies say? I was talking about how he had all these features. We we're like, damn, I'm surprised Juice wasn't on the joint. He's like, no, Juice was originally on a song on the album, but they took it off just because it's like both niggas is gone. Oh, so we got an unreleased pop and Juice track. Just, and you already know. Oh, I'm that shit was fine. I need to go. I need to go find. Thank you for letting him know. Thank you I for will. letting us. Shout out to the nigga, little homie Xavier X. You cool, bro. And last but not least, the chicks dropped a track called March March. March March. Oh, the chicks dropped. And some I didn't realize. I was like, who the fuck are the chicks? This sounds like some indie fucking rock band. Cause I fuck with indie white girl punk. Metal, whatever you want to call it. I fuck them bitches. But then I realized, oh shit, after I put it on Spotify, it's the Dixie Chicks. And they decided to take Dixie out the name because Dixie is problematic. Guess what? We didn't ask for that. We already know. It's nasty. But still, thank you. And we but are. This, 
And the sad part is we already know y'all Dixie chicks are for the right side of the reason. Y'all niggas said fuck Trump way before fuck Trump. No, that was Bush. But yet they've been saying fuck Trump too, though. Yeah, they did too. But all I'm trying to say is like, we respect it, but at the same time, we don't give a fuck about Angel Mama, Uncle Ben, all the other shit. The the mud face episode of Golden Girls where they even told the black people... In the joke, like, no, this isn't blackface, this is mud. And the black people looked at him and just like, okay. Guess what? We're all snowflakes because we're mostly water. So when you say something, they do feel like somebody else does. And you also, anyway, so fuck that shit. Just be who you are. And I would also like to say a big fuck you to NBC Universal for taking away the greatest episode of Community. I think we talked about that last week. I know, but I gotta keep saying oh, that until I get that it? bitch back. Oh, you a bitter bitch. Oh, you a, you yeah, a dark skinned a... female from a Todd Perry movie oh, right now. Go well, ahead, yeah. go ahead, do that. This this Stella ain't got her groove back, but this is a diary of a mad black man you, right now, baby. You cookies loud sister. Oh yeah. Speaking of music, Holly, any music you've been listening to new lately? Um, who have I been listening to new? Like, well, hardly anybody's coming out with anything new because of COVID. Um, I'm trying to think. But, I do know somebody that did come out with some new shit. What is that? That would be the group by the name of The Midnight. Oh yeah, you did send me that. I did, I did think the new Midnight shit was dope. Was that Deep Blue or um, Prom Night? Because Prom Night is a little slower. It was the prom night that you sent Word. to me that I liked. Word, yeah. That shit was, oh, it was cool. Like, I'm waiting for the album because it's weird with them. Like, they put out a song, then it's like an album, but it's just the song and another song. Then they put out another song, and it's a new album, and it's just the previous songs. I feel like a lot of mainstream people are trying to come out with things that um, The Midnight's already been doing, and they're trying to kind of recreate it. I don't know. It kind of makes me a little bit angry because... Of course it would. Well, I mean, like, you they like had something, like, so... Yeah, it's so good, and then you've got these people doing it that are already out there, and it's like, what the hell? But it's also oh, because... Go oh, ahead. Go, no, 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 you're fine. No, no, no. I was going to say... I was going to say one artist that it did come out with something new that I really did enjoy was Bring Me the Horizon. You guys probably don't know him. Oh, I don't know. Are you kidding me? Okay, okay, okay. We got two. Do you? Cal- I don't cut my wrist, so no. Oh! <laughs> Cancel me now! Cancel me now! And guess what? You can catch it, too. I don't know if y'all know, but Kelso can say anything he wants on here, but none of us can. First off, my name's not Kelso. Okay. <laughs> God. Oh, you said Jackie, not Bobby. My fault. I was about to go to Hank Hill voice. Anyways, I really enjoyed um, Bring Me the Horizon's new um, song that they just put out. Oh, shit. Evanescence dropped a new track, too. That's on the playlist as well. Bring me to life. Because I'm broken when I'm lonesome. Because people shit on that first Punisher movie, but that Punisher movie soundtrack gave us that fucking classic. If you don't cry or, or get watery in the eyes when you listen to that song by Amy Lee, uh, Amy Lee and that nigga that sings that shit, <laughs> that's on you. The lead singer is either? Yes, either, yeah. That's my shit. <laughs> that shit came on my playlist. Other day. I was like, oh my God, I can't listen to this shit right now. It's white people Drake music. I'm like, yo. Because I am broken. I'm roasting when you're gone. But anyways, that's been... Yo, what's poppin'? What be poppin'? What be poppin'? We just talked about it, so now you know about it. Ooh. Ooh. So spread that wisdom, that geek shit, 
to your friends, family, anybody that want to listen to you because we're glad because you're listening to us. Mm. Now we're about to start geeking out with our guests about a series that we've fell in love with during this whole COVID pandemic. Before we get into Outer Banks, after we already fucked with Tiger King, before Black as Fuck, and before whatever what other random shit we indulged in to keep us sane in this lane of America during these times. It's a show from TNT called Animal Kingdom. I got a big black hole. Yeah. Yeah, I got a big black hole. Yeah, I got a big black hole. Big black hole. A big black hole inside of me. We don't have the license for this. Oh, it's just But then you just see some titty sucking in it. Titty sucking. Not by a man, but of a child. By a child. And that and it took me a long three seasons. Three seasons to realize when I was watching this intro was one of first and foremost, this song was Produced by Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I, I did not know that. I did because I do my research. I'm smart. But then again, <laughs> it's just like one of those things like I was trying to find the full version of the shit. I couldn't because it was just created for the show. I was like, God damn it. Now one show I love that has a, a song specifically designed for it. It's not a full-length song. I need to bang this shit out. Just how Smurf wanted to bang out her sons. But we're going to get to that shit later. But the intro shows you images of the kids in these scenarios, these men growing up in life. But if you're not paying attention, you're not noticing it. But once you start rocking with it, then you start being like, oh, shit, that relates to that, this and that. Oh, you actually giving us the origin story without filler arts. You're giving us the origin story in the theme song. And that's what I was like, yo, this show got led. So, Holly. How did you get introduced to the show? What made you start watching Animal Kingdom? Um, I think I just saw like an advertisement for it. Um, and right away, like it seemed like something like Sons of Anarchy kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you like, like dirty white boys. Oh, yeah, you know I do. And by dirty white boys, I don't mean hygienically dirty. I just meant roguish, <laughs> thuggish. Um, Robin Hoodish. We could probably mean both. It's fine. No, but when I said they be like, no, I like my dudes clean. Cause you want no, you don't want no dude fingering you with grease on these nails and shit like that. Because that's how you get a whole yeast infection, and that's not what grease lightning was about in Greece. Like, no, you want that fast bang, bigly bam. Like, no, because I, I bring this up with certain like different people. Like, yo, you like dirty white boys? Like, no, it's not like they're physically dirty. People is just like. You like that grime, that crime shit. They're like, mm. oh yeah. You, they got a heart of gold, but their skin ain't. It's that full pretty. of charcoal. Exactly. <laughs> They've got that loyalty, but not that loyalty. Exactly. You know what I mean? They got yeah. that fam shit, but they got yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to be that like old lady, but like old lady. You know what I mean? But uh, Smurfum. <laughs> You know mm. what I'm saying? Oh, come, on, come on and suck a titty real quick while you get right. Come on and jump on this Kit Kat. Smurf is my favorite character. Exactly. And I know for a fact, they. I think they said, like, who was it? It was either Craig or Darren that she breastfed to the, like, yeah, in the first season. It, it, it was Craig. Craig making fun of Darren in the first season when they were in that old Bronco. Because Darren's a baby, yeah. 
Yeah, she was making he was making fun of Darren being like, "Oh, fuck you." She breastfed off of you like for fucking 9 years. Is that, and he didn't say shit about her, you know why? Because it was true. Because it's probably fucking true. <laughs> and what's even more weird is the fact that, like, he breastfed till nine. And only well, we don't know the age on that, so let's he not... Breastfed, quote, unquote, let's not quote, unquote. He breastfed until at least that nine age of breastfeeding. And yet he's just like, you've been trying to make me feel a certain way and I ain't been that way. All my life. Maybe I'm gay because you kept putting your titty in my mouth. I want dingling. Well, should we say what the should we say what the uh, show is about before we start getting into? No, because we can do oh, whatever we okay. want to do. All right, all right, all right. I was gonna do that. Okay. But um, you know, this is where we're at. We're at. And this what I love about this series. Like we do whatever. We just talk, which is a general conversation. You pit point whatever you want from it and take from it what you will. But that being said, Smurf, she is the head of the household. She is the mother to a group of young men who go out there, rob, cheat, and steal on some Eddie Guerrero type shit. They're a family. They tighten it. They do all these heists and shit. They do the crimes. She comes back. She gets the money. She divvies it up. She cleans it up. She cleans it. And also, she launders the money. So this bitch, Smurf, is laundering the money. To make sure they're all living. But throughout the series, you find out there's certain dynamics through the family. Like, it's just weird. Like, you go into it, you just see certain things that happen. And like, whoa. All right. <laughs> is, she, is she really their mamas? Because their relationship is kind of too close. Is this going to be some Oedipus type shit? Because they're like, oh, you kissing these dudes on your mouth, but you're calling them their sons. But at the same time, <laughs> some of them are and some of them ain't. Well, there's technically only one that's technically not her son. And who is that? And that happens to be Adoptive Bass, who might or may not be the father of Jay, who happens to be the grandson that got us all into the show because Mm -hmm. Jay Jay and his mother, Julia, who Mm -hmm. he lives with, she ODs and then he moves in with Smurf. And I'm going to be honest... Trying to figure out if Baz is Jay's daddy is one of the good gems of this show. Because Baz don't... The one thing I will honestly say that I've realized is Baz don't give a fuck about his kids. He no, don't. he don't. And that was something that I was realizing, actually, when I've been re-watching some stuff. I'm like... How many times to- have you rewatched the series, Holly? Every time a new um, season comes out, I'll rewatch. I do that with any show. But I'm not just so you. Re- so you rewatched it four times. Taking well, it's going to At be least. a fourth time yeah. coming. Yeah, but up. like I see every time I go back and watch something, I you see find something things. more yeah. small and new that you. Yeah. That's why I love rewatching Euphoria, which we talked about last episode. Because every time I rewatch that, I realize, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you watch Euphoria? Yeah, I did. All right. Now we're kind of you don't have off podcast. Yeah. Let's continue, Holly, please. Um, no, I think uh, Julia and Pope are also uh, twins. twins. So we have to mention that, too. They so- are, yes, they are twins. And also on a fun fact, too, Smurf don't... We, we start off knowing that Smurf had mad baby daddies. And I will say one of the gems is... Each season introduces us after season one 
to one of the kids' kids. No, even season one, because season one was... Uh, there was the one Craig's that... Dad. Craig's dad. Craig's like, dad. Like, does he was... still look like me is what he would say. Exactly. Yeah. It's nasty. And you know... No, that's not nasty. Like, then well, you're not... sex shaming. No, no, that's not slut shaming. It's just nasty that she didn't allow these kids to know their father because she was But you don't know them. if they were... Like, if they didn't want to be a part, because that wasn't ever a part of the, Whoa. like, shows. Like... That's or, true. That's that's true. Except also. for semi spoiler season four, we know Colin for a fact was down for his kids. He just happened to get shot. Well, he's the OG, so maybe that's what made Smurf like, no, nah, y'all don't know y'all daddies, cause anytime y'all could die, I'ma be here for my babies. I don't know about that though. I'm always down for Smurf. You, of well, course. like I think though she has a business like this is a business. Uh, she has the business mindset. Oh, she just mine. also has that, I give zero fucks. If it ain't about me and what my idea is, y'all ain't a part of it. And that speaks truth. Because there's a lot of times when characters come into the show without smirk knowledge. And she's like, oh, we got to get them out. Because it's family first. But when the family starts going to get smurf, she's like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Guess what happened? Guess what happened when that boy Pope went to jail? Bass came up. And Bass... But she's the one that started it all, so, you know, she's... That's, that's understandable, too. I don't know. And no, it's just interesting, too, because, like, when I first, we were first introduced to Pope in the series, he's just in the house, because, like, Ross said, Jay is the kitty pride, if you will, of the combo. Like, that's who... The focal point, that's who he introduced this whole shit... And he's just like, oh, my mom just died. You're my fam. We really don't fuck with you, but now I need somewhere to go. And he goes into that whole situation. Then he starts finding out about his uncles. And then you got your crazy uncle, which is your mom's twin brother, just in the house like, oh, and, so you knew. And on the fun fact, he happened to just get out of jail, too. So it's just like, he's just getting fresh out of jail. You're, Jay's freshly moving into a whole new location. So it's kind of like a tie-in of both of these two characters, because yes, Jay's mm-hmm. the main character, and that's how we get introduced. But to me, Pope's character is this the secondary character that's like the main character, and we get like both of their visions and seeing how both of them grow outside of just you know we regardless all all the brothers grow, but like they really focus more on Jay and Poe. Did everything to me. And I could talk for an hour just about the dynamic between Bass, Pope, and Bass's shorty, whose name was... Uh, Cat. Cat, who Pope was in love with. Like, Bass, Pope, and Cat all grew up with Julia. And Pope was in love with Cat, while Bass was in love with his sister Julia. Things happen. Pope goes to jail... Bass not only fucks his sister and has a kid, maybe, quote-unquote, but then he also gets with Pope's love interest and has a whole kid. So Pope gets up, and he sees the woman that he loves in the house he grew up in with his brother, quote-unquote, have a child. So Pope also, they never come out and say that Pope has mental issues or suffers from some type of dis- disorder. Oh, no, but, but it's they clear. put it out there, yeah. It's clear that he does. And so he has clear. to deal with the fact, like, just imagine being just normal, quote unquote. 
yo, I went to jail for my family shit. I come out, you my boy. Now you fuck my sister, got a baby out here. Now you smashing the chick I was love with, got a whole baby. And he's trying not to be the girl's dad, but at the same time, he doesn't understand how not to be because that's what he wants to be. And that whole dynamic with her, him and the little girl, and he's trying to be there, but he can't. And he's the fact that he has to realize, like, yo, I can't be, I got to let you be adopted. That shit hit so fucking different in that series. Like, it was fucking done very well. You want me to say my uh, little... I didn't have Theory. you on. The, I don't have you on this podcast if I didn't want you to speak. So <laughs> I have a pretty big theory on yeah, Pope. How big? It's pretty big. Like listening still, like so, Ricky Johnson. Yeah. So Pope, is, here. like like Kelsey said, we've Pope has got some mental fucking issues. But Kelsey, I don't, we've talked about this before. He thinks that you know. Smurf is, like, fucking his sons and shit. I don't really think that. Not necessarily. Or just, like, being inappropriate. Yes, I will say that. Okay. I don't think that. What I think with Pope specifically is that um, I think that he was fucking his twin, Julia. And I know Mm. it sounds extreme. No, no, no. You have to hear me out on this. No, like I was about to say, because me and Daniel over there, we read comic books. So there's a comic book where uh, Scarlet Witch and Chris Silver are actually fucking in an alternate universe. Because they allude to that (laughs) incestual shit. And plus, I read Flowers in the Attic. Yeah, yeah, man. But what I think about what happened was, is you see Pope in the strip club in the first season when they take him there for the... Uh, his birthday yeah and like you know he fucks that girl he has her turn around and he's like say like no pope we can't do this no and so to me i don't it doesn't sound like mommy it sounds like julia it sounds like julia and so i think that's why she got julia got kicked out i don't think it was for drugs i think that smurf caught them messing around and she got kicked out. Well, low key because of the whole fact that Smurf always kept them fucking the boys and keeping them attracted like that. I could see that theory because yeah. technically Julia was her one and only daughter. daughter. Yes. My counter to that counter would be like, you do remember that Pope showed up in her um, his mama's Smurf's bed, breathing hard, and she was like. Come here, baby. Just come here. She does it to all. No, 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 not all of them. But he came there fresh out of jail. He was right there on that neck. So maybe in that scene, he was like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this because that's what mommy used to say. Because mommy knows she would have sex with other men, they'll leave. But mommy could keep a man having sex with her, her child. She could train them to stick around. Not saying, like, I believe that 100%, but like, they allowed she that didn't to say be a possibility. Though, like, we shouldn't do this, Pope. But no, you should. She would say that because that's his mother. That's what I'm trying, like, saying, like, yo, I'm like, no, we shouldn't do it. I'm your mom. Oh. Okay. But then when your mom's walking around making breakfast with everybody with her titties out and shit. But another aspect I want to bring up about the show, like, nobody wants to talk about how Craig has statutory rape as was fucking Jay's little high school girlfriend. Nikki. That Nikki. Nikki, 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 looking for that dicky. Getting high as fuck. And not only just getting high as fuck, she low-key gets mad at her. She wants to be part of the family so bad that mm-hmm. she ends up 
convincing Jay to go ride one of their homegirls. All because she lost, all because her homegirl took a jacket. She's mad at the fact that her parents aren't coming to graduation. And she hauled off that booger sugar. Mm, and get shot in the leg by a shotgun. And just like, oh yeah, this is the life. But like, you know, it all goes back to Smurf because Smurf started that. Because she started Craig even dating her. And then when Craig and her were dating, like, and they were starting to have problems, she's like, well, what do you want out of this? And she's like, just remember this, Nikki. You hold the power to everything, and you better take everything. But was it those, because she came over, and they were all kicking it, and they was like, we're doing drugs. You want some? And she was like, no. Jay was like, nah. Then Craig's like, nah. Let her no, speak I'm for talking about after Press- when Craig oh, okay. and her started dating. Oh, yeah, because... She knew she could use that to manipulate her father, which was like a general or colonel. He was in the military, and he was like, yeah, your daughter's already getting fucked by my son and doing schmack. So we need you. Smurf's like, I don't want you to go out the front door. Go out the back door so you so can you go see, see what they're your doing. Your daughter getting smutted out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, okay. Like, see, this is one of the things I love about having a podcast when you do what you want to do with the people that you want to do things with. Uh, came out kind of inappropriate, but guess what? Whatever. If you're listening to that, if you're listening to this, then you know where we're at. And we're just going to wrap that up and go into, yo, check it out when we give our recommendations for things that you should check out if you watch Animal Kingdom or you just listen to episodes like, hmm, before I watch that, let me see about other things in the vein of this TV series. So first and foremost, I'm always going to ask my guest, Holly, if you've watched Animal Kingdom but haven't gotten into it yet, what would you recommend? I think I know your answer, but I would never think for another interview, Drew. I'm not brainy yet. Um, I'd actually watch the original movie that it's based off of, mm. which is in a um Australian movie. Um, one of the actors is in. Oh, shoot, now I'm gonna forget the name of the series on Netflix. Butt stuff. Oh yeah, it's butt stuff. Um, uh, can't remember it. Anyways. Uh, anyways, the, it's based off of a movie, um, and actual real, uh, real life people in Australia. Mm. So, oh, she was wait. So, Animal thing. Kingdom's in an in Australian American remake. Uh, yeah, Amer- yeah. It's but a, I didn't- yeah, it's based off of real people in Australia, and they did a movie, and then like now they've done a show. So, uh, do your like go Wikipedia whatever, but then watch the movie for sure. And then watch the show. Word, because I knew it was based on a movie, but I didn't know did not know the Australian movie was based on actual Australians. So yeah, them Aussies that de- definitely down there kangarooing their joeys. So <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. Ross, what would you recommend to people? I would have to give people a good hit at of a good show series from the once good network named Fox called Prison Break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Loki reason being is because Animal Kingdom is about technically family. Prison Bait, in the words of Fast and the Furious, familiar is everything. <laughs> and if you're a fan of the CW Arrowverse, then you'll be familiar with Heat Wave and, and Captain Cold. They're both of the main two characters. They were the brothers of and, Prison Break. Right. And like I said, Heat Wave is always my MVP in the Arrowverse because he gets all oh, the, the best. I never, I'm going to be honest, I never was a fan of Heat Wave, but when they gave us the CW version of him, I said, you know what? I 
fucks with him. Word, and I got Heat Wave mixed, mixed up with a fictitious character I created in my own brand, so I apologize about that. Night night. No, his name was night Hot night. Streak. Hot, oh, yeah, it was Hot Street. Anyways, my recommendation this week mm-hmm, would be Snowfall from FX. Because it's about a young black man in um, L.A. during the late 70s, early 80s, selling drugs and getting into mis- uh, misadventures with also the Mexican cartel. And, it's, has a slim, slim, and it has a similarities with Animal Kingdom because they both deal with family and crime and doing the wrong for the right because you know nothing other than that. As well as it was based on the true facts because, you know, Reagan was out here giving that cocaine to the blacks in these communities. Yes, that is a fact because if you want to know more about it, I just realized Jimmy Renner, uh, Hawkeye, he's in a whole movie about that shit. Tom Cruise was in a movie about how they was moving dope from Colombia to America to fund the drug trade to infiltrate that shit into the black communities to systematically structure the downfall of a certain community. But, hey, that brings this episode to the end, guys. Ooh. Ooh. But, of course, we always want to thank our guests for being on here. So, thank you very much, Holly, for being here, taking the time out of your day amid all this wackiness to sit down here and talk to us. Shortly, briefly, because we could talk about this shit for hours upon hours. hours. Animal Kingdom. So, yes. Well, I always appreciate you guys asking me. So, thank you. Oh, the pleasure is always ours. I wanted to fix something really quick on uh, my recommendation. The actor I was trying to say was Ben Mendelsohn. He is in the show Bloodline on Netflix. He's also in the Stephen King remake, um, The Outsider. And he plays oh. in the the movie that's Animal Kingdom because he's an Australian. Yeah, he's Australian. Oh, he's an Aussie. So, okay. yeah. So that was like kind he's of my. Bloke. Yeah, that was my little fix there. Uh-oh. But thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course, we wouldn't have it any other way. We always need our Smurf in on these streets. And I am the little Smurf. That's gross. But, uh, oh. No, that is gross. No, the low-key, I'm vanity spurred because I just have issues. Okay. And like I said, always thank you so much, guys, for listening to episode 15 of Yo, Yo Where the, the Catch is at? The most ridiculously random unscripted. podcast unscripted in the seven. One. Nizine! X's and O's to all y'all folks. Are in the great words of Carol Baskin, we heart y'all cats and kittens. And yes, and as always, I'm yours truly, Kels for show. And I'm the greatest loser in these streets, Roscoe. And remember, be one or be nothing. And don't be ashamed dancing in these streets. And also, like, we always try to feature somebody that we know that does music because music is a part of who we are. And we actually have uh, a plethora of new material from Prefab. So this first track is called Rocket. If you want to listen to it, the um, whole project on YouTube, there's going to be a link connected to it. But we're going to play the first track right now as soon as I shut my black lips Shut up. the trash because people need to hear this goodness. Yep. Yeah. All right. Late. <laughs>